What is up? Welcome to episode two of Chat with V podcast. I realized listening to the previous episode that I said keeping up with V, it's Chat with V. Y'all, I was drunk. Like, please ignore that. But yeah, it's the Chat with V podcast. So no confusion there. My YouTube is Keeping Up with V and my Instagram, but my podcast is Chat with V. And here we are. Um, I think I dropped the first episode like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I haven't recorded since. And y'all, I'm just <laughs> right already like I said I was going to be keeping myself accountable and doing shit. But I have been in a really shitty point in my life. I don't know how to how to describe it. It's like. I've made the most money I've ever made in my life, right? I got an apartment that I would dream about. I I got it, and I'm comfortably paying all my bills and doing this and that. I got my body done, and yet I'm still fucking miserable. And I'm I'm just mis- like mentally and emotionally drained and just over it. And I feel like things keep happening in my personal life that it's like, am I ever going to catch a fucking break? And so I've been MIA. Like, I've really just been trying to, like, like the past week and a half, I've just been trying to, like, regroup and, like, just get my life together because I really want to end the year in a in a positive note because so many good things have happened that I want I don't want the negative and the bad things to overshadow and overtake my thoughts and emotions when so many good things have happened and I need to like not focus on the good things but understand that you know shit happens and the feelings that I'm feeling currently, they're temporary. It's okay to, you know, be in tune with those feelings and understand what's going on, but understand that they are temporary feelings. And two weeks from now, I might not be as sad. I might be a little sad still, but I'm not going to be as sad. I'm not going to be as upset. So I, I just had to take a moment, you know, to just get my get my mind back right because I, I was really excited to do this and I'm still very excited to do this and I've gotten so much like positive feedback and I'm just I, I'm getting back to it. So here we are. Episode two I have my drink. I'm drinking vodka and Red Bull tonight because I've literally been like sad sleep all fucking day <laughs> that I didn't wake up to like three in the afternoon I literally have not done shit till now like it's nine o'clock on a Thursday and I'm barely like doing any type of work but it's okay I'm just gonna have a long night so I I have my Red Bull I have my vodka and yeah that's what I'm drinking on tonight so cheers I hope you guys have your little drinks ready as well y'all know this is a pro a liquor podcast so like I think like two weeks ago or even yeah around two weeks ago I asked um you guys on Instagram 
what are some things like some topics that you guys wanted me to talk about and i got so many great topic ideas that ah, i'm so excited to like answer all of them um so i think like for the next couple of episodes i'm going to answer some of the topic questions and stuff like that because a lot of them were really really good and i think a lot of them as well are like things that i have personally gone through or are is going through and um I just thought it'd be great to, you know, talk about these things that you guys had asked me. Again, I got some really, really good questions. So one of the the first questions that I got was how do you like navigate post-toxic relationships? Like how do you go about so you don't go back to the person that you that was toxic in your life? Um, and I'm assuming they said situationship, so I'm assuming it's kind of like a romantic type of situation going on, and I can 1,000% relate to that. That's what I am currently currently battling myself. Um, and I might not be the best to answer because I don't know. Like I'm still trying to figure out what what it is, but. I have, you know, I do have a therapist and we do talk about it. And one thing that I that I talk about with her is um under like understanding how you felt in that relationship and or that situationship, how how you felt in it. Because I feel like a lot of these toxic situationships and relationships They have, they all kind of are the same in that we feel really good with them, but the moment that we are away from them or they're away from us, we don't feel good, you know? I know that that was very, that's a very big thing for me that when I'm with them, I'm happy, I feel loved, I feel taken care of, I feel all these things, but the moment that I'm away from him, it's like, I don't feel good. I feel sad. I feel used. I feel all these negative emotions. And the reality is, I'm away from this person more than I am with this person. So majority of this relationship or situationship that I've been dealing with this person, I have been feeling bad emotions, not actually good emotions. So that's one thing that I think is important is just realizing how you actually feel in it. And realizing that, I, I know for me, like realizing that like the little part that you feel good does not outweigh the large amounts of time that you feel bad. I think also understanding why you kind of allow, and, and I don't want this to sound victim blaming because I feel like um, it's not our fault that these people do the things that they do, right? But it is important to understand that we did allow certain boundaries to be ignored for them. So I think that it is important to kind of like think about your boundaries and think about why this person was able to, you know, go around them. Why did you allow this person to not fully comply with what you actually need in a relationship or in a situationship? And 
you know, understanding that and then knowing that, okay, the next time I, I get involved with somebody, I need to be very adamant about these are my wants, these are my needs, this is what I'm looking for, and if I cannot get this from you, then I don't need to be dealing with you. Because you are deserving of your wants and your needs and your desires. Everyone has very specific things that they're looking for and that they want in people. And I know my from my personal experience, I give them what they want, but I've never reciprocated that. And so why is it that I allow this person to not give me 100% what I want? So once you start thinking about that, it's like, oh, I, I, I don't allow it or I don't care because I felt really lonely or I felt very vulnerable and I just wanted to be around him or I feel really safe with this person and I just wanted to be around this person or I have no one else to talk to. So this is the only person that I mess with, so I'm going to keep them around. So you start thinking about all these reasons as to why you let them do these things. And again, it's not in like in a victim blamey type of way, but more so in a why did I let my, my guard down? Why did I let my boundaries down for this person? And then I think also just having a good, strong community around you really helps in times when you're dealing with this, especially like if it's a very fresh, like, you know, very fresh breakup or like you really cut this person off and it's like really fresh and you're very, very much still very vulnerable and in your feelings, it's important to have a really good community of people around you, whether it's like family, friends, therapists, whatever. Like, I feel like it's so important to have people in your corner that you can call because these are the times, especially when they are toxic and they're very manipulative people, they know that you're struggling emotionally and mentally to to be a, get away from them, right? And so they will do things to try to get themselves back into your life. And because you are very vulnerable and once you've ended the relationship or situationship, you might give in and see them again and hang out with them again or whatever the case may be. And so having a strong support system around you, they will be there to, you know, hold you accountable and be like, hey, this is what this person did and you didn't like it or remember how you felt. You know, like having someone who can literally like look at you, won't judge you if you do slip up and go back because that's also like important that, you know, you don't have someone who makes you feel bad for making a decision that may not be in your best interest. But having someone that's like, hey, if you want to go see this person, it's up to you. But remember, this is what this person did. This is how you felt. I want the best for you, but I support you regardless. I feel like that's a very important like Thing to have and maybe if you need someone who's negative that's like bitch you're being dumb stop then you know have one of those people around too um but yeah like having a, a, a someone that you can call like hey I'm feeling really really messed up right now can you come through or can, can you just stay on the phone with me I feel like that's very very important I feel like we all need that person that really does make a huge difference when trying to get over or and a really toxic situation with somebody. So that's my advice. Also, just keeping yourself busy, I feel like really helps, like really immersing yourself into whatever work you're doing. 
I know like right now it kind of sucks because we can't really go anywhere and stuff like that. So, but, so finding things to do at home, like reading, you know, doing some like yoga, you know, if you can walk outside, go outside for a walk, just doing little things like that, that really just like take up your day and take up your time is important because the less you think about it, the less immersed in your feelings and the less I feel like vulnerable you feel because you're not thinking about it. You know, you're kind of moving on with your life and you kind of you want to keep this these routines going of, OK, I'm sad. I'm really fucked up right now, but I'm still going to do what I need to do. I'm still going to go work out. I'm still going to do some yoga. I'm still going to eat. I'm still going to shower and do a little facial. You know, I'm still going to do my hair today. Like things like that, like keeping a routine, I feel like it really helps also in these type of um, situations because you just feel kind of like normal, you know, cause it's very easy to like really get immersed in your feelings. I like how I was today where this entire morning I was just in my bed fucking crying. But then you realize like, bitch, I just wasted a whole day just crying in my bed didn't do any work, didn't do anything that I was supposed to do. I still don't feel any better. And now that I've been, you know, working a little bit and now that I'm talking on this, you know, microphone, I feel better because it's like I'm taking time to do things for myself and I'm not overthinking the situation and not thinking too much into it. Like, I'm still being, I'm still sad, bitch, but I'm not, you know, like, I'm not sitting here crying or anything like that. So I feel like just doing things, having a strong community around you, like, that really, really helps a lot. So I hope this is, like, good advice for how to deal with, like, post-toxic relationships and, like, how to not, like, go back to them and things like that. Like I said, I'm not, like, the best person to talk about this because I suck, but, you know... If you end up seeing that person again, like, don't beat yourself up over it. A lot of times, these people are manipulative as fuck. And a lot of times, we have a lot of reasons why we can't, like, not leave, but, like, we have a lot of reasons why we don't cut ties with certain people sometimes. It's not that easy, especially when it's somebody that you have dealt with for a very long time. You get comfortable and shit so don't beat yourself up but know that you do deserve better and you will get better and that you know these feelings are very temporary in a month you won't feel this anymore you 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 will be okay so that's my advice for that and i'm gonna take a drink to that because that was a lot another question that i got was dealing with love and being a sex worker or having an OnlyFans. Another thing that I that I know very dearly. Um I have a lot of thoughts when it comes to this because I feel like it's so intricate and there's just so many layers to it. It's just wild. I th- I feel like number 1 is that if you are someone who is looking for, like, love and you are in the adult industry or whatever like that, I feel like you just have to find somebody who is literally okay with it, who understands that, that is work and not anything else. Because a lot of people aren't okay with it. I feel like a lot of us, I feel like social media in general 
has us in our own little bubble, right? Where all we follow is people that live similar lives to us. So if you have an OnlyFans or you're a stripper or whatever you are, right, in the adult industry, nine times out of ten, you're following nothing but people who do the same thing. And so every time you log on Twitter, you're seeing nothing but hoes, if you a hoe. Same thing on Instagram, right? And so it's easy to just be like thinking like, oh, that's everyday life. But in reality, it's not that many sex workers out there. Our our community is very, very small compared to the outside world because we, you know what I'm saying? Like we live a very unconventional life. We live, we, we do work that a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing. Sexual labor is not something that a lot of people feel comfortable doing or feel comfortable talking about if they do do it and stuff like that. And so just that alone, I feel like we have to understand that if you're going to start dating, a lot of times the people who we are interested in are vanilla, are square as fuck, and they don't understand the lifestyle. They don't understand how you could do OnlyFans or porn or do full service or be a dom or be a stripper. They don't they don't comprehend it, right? A lot of us we do it, we understand that it's work. They don't they don't get that. And a lot of it is rooted in like misogyny, patriarchy, uh sexism, horophobia and stuff like that. A lot of times us as sex workers, we have unpacked that. We have unpacked the fact that, you know, our value is not determined on how overly sexual we are or are not. We've unpacked that because we live that and we know that, oh, because we do this work does not mean I'm less valuable of respect as a person, as a woman, and all these things. We understand these concepts, right? We understand that people calling us hoes is rooted in misogyny because a lot of a lot of people who call us hoes are hoes themselves. They just do that shit undercover and we're just open about it and we make money off of it. You know? So we get that. We understand that men are okay with women being hoes if it's free because then that means that they have access to it. Once we put a dollar sign to our sex or sexual labor to our bodies, that's when it becomes an issue because they know a lot of men will no longer have access to it. They don't want to pay for it. So then it becomes an issue. Then we get that. People outside of, outside of the sex industry, they don't understand that. They still have not unpacked patriarchy. They still have not unpacked their internalized misogyny or misogyny if they're men. They still have not unpacked their horophobia if they're people who don't work in the sex industry. So it's very hard to date people who are not in this industry or are okay with this industry because they don't get it. They don't freaking get it. They don't understand this type of life. And I just recently had a situation. I was I was talking to this guy. And you know, I was really fucked with him. Like I really liked him. He is really fine to me. You know, he was very business oriented, business minded, and we had fun together. Like I had a lot of fun with him. The sex was bomb. So I'm like, okay, like this is cool. But I didn't openly tell him like, oh I'd done porn and shit like that because I had just met him and I'm not the type I used to be that type of person who was like yeah I do this I do that blah 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 rah 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 right 
But now, understanding more that it's not actually safe for you to be that way, I don't do that because I don't know how you're going to react. And so I knew that I had to tell him eventually, you know, this is what I do for money. Like, I have OnlyFans. He knew I had an OnlyFans, but he didn't actually know, like, what type of content I was putting out there. And I am a solo content creator, and I'm in that bitch busting it open. Like, I don't, like, you go to my OnlyFans, I'm busting it open, 12 dildos, what's good? Like, I'm going crazy on there, right? And so I didn't really never explain to him that's what I was doing because, I number one, I just met him, right? I didn't feel that comfortable telling him, which makes no sense because it's like, bitch, you feel comfortable fucking him, but you don't feel comfortable telling him. But it's not, I don't know. Like, it's just, I just didn't feel comfortable telling him, right? And so his friend actually knows who I am and he knows that I porn and he was like you know he told him like oh this is what she does and he felt very upset I guess he was very upset that I didn't tell him that's what I did and I was like well I was gonna tell you but like it takes time for me to feel comfortable to tell you something like that and I want to tell you on my own terms and I want to make sure that you're not going to be tripping on me. Like, I don't. I want to make sure that I'm safe when I tell you, like, this is what I do. Like, I wasn't trying to hide it from him because I don't hide it from people. You know, I tell people, like, very honestly and openly, this is what I do. And, I'm, and I use dildos and I masturbate and I do this and I do that. But I had not told him and he felt very, very upset. But I could also tell that a lot of it was a lot of, a lot of misogyny in it. There's a lot of misogyny in it, a lot of underlining misogyny, a lot of horophobia in it. I could tell that he was like, well, I know lots of girls who have OnlyFans who don't have to do that. And I'm a, look, I've had an OnlyFans now for two years and I follow and I know majority of these OnlyFans bitches. Everybody on there fucking sucking, doing something. Point blank. The only people who get away with not having to do that is, like, actual celebrities. Just because they already have a following. That's it. Any any of these IG model bitches that you see with the OnlyFans, they're on there busting it open. Period. Majority of people on OnlyFans are busting it open. They're fucking sucking doing something. So... That I also like was kind of upset because I feel like this is like common knowledge now that that's what's going on on OnlyFans, and so the fact that he tried to make me like feel bad for for doing that is just it was weird and it really rubbed me the wrong way because I'm really not with the having to how what's the best way to say it? I'm not really with having to like solidify why you should respect me or like convince you that's the best that's that's what i'm looking for i'm not here to try to convince you that i'm i should be respected and i'm still a, a woman who deserves to be respected and loved and cared for regardless of what of the work that i do i'm not here for that because i've learned from what i interactions that i've had in real life and online that the people who don't respect sex workers are never going to respect sex workers don't matter what you say to them, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it doesn't matter, you know, what you do or, or what you do to prove to them that you're worthy. The people who don't respect hoes will never respect hoes. And I'm not here to try to sit down and, like, be like, this is why you should respect me. 
because I'm going to be wasting my time. I want to be with somebody or, or meet people who already understand that. Sex workers are people. These women in this industry are people who deserve respect and care and love and to, you know, not to be shamed for their work or whatever. And there's people like that out there. So it's just about finding them. I'm okay with saying bye to people who don't accept it or respect it. I'm okay with that 100% because I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, have to deal with the fact that you may be insecure or now you feel some type of way because, you know what I'm saying, once one of your friends up to my OnlyFans, like, I'm not about to deal with that. That insecurity shit, all that other shit, I'm not about to deal with it. So I'd rather deal with somebody who already understands that. That way I don't got to explain it to them. So that, 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 I feel like that's one of the most important things is just, like, finding people who's cool with it. It's a very, the dating pool in general, and this is specifically, like, if you date men, the dating pool sucks as is for dating men because men will call you a hoe for doing any fucking thing and it is what it is but you add motherfucking sex work on top of it they feel like they can talk to you anyway they feel like they can treat you any type of way they feel like you're whatever this that so it's already trash you sprinkle the fact that you're a sex worker it's trash times a thousand so it's just about it's just about finding these people they out there I don't, I don't know where I haven't found them, but <laughs> they're out there because I, I, you, there's tons of people who are in the sex industry who have, you know, who are married, who have kids, who have families, who do all these things. So it exists, you know, and it's just about understanding that and not lowering your standards and not feeling like you have to accept disrespect from certain people just because they don't agree with your lifestyle or the type of work that you do and things like that. And that also goes again with having boundaries and sticking to them. Like I was very upset the way that he came at me, but then I was like, you know what? I really don't have to do with this shit. Like I just met you and I really don't have to like explain myself to you because you're not doing anything for me. So I'm going to keep busting it open like our OnlyFans because my OnlyFans subscribers do a lot for me. You not. So I'm going to keep doing what I do. And it is what it is. And, and, I, and I know that this is something that I've done and I don't feel ashamed about it. And I don't feel no type of way about it. And I, I'm debating if I want to start being open like from the beginning. That way I will waste less time, you know. But at the same time, it's like... If you don't make me feel safe to tell you or you make me feel like you're low-key, very slut-shamey or you don't like, you know, hoes for real, like, then I'm not going to tell you. And it is what it is. Like, you don't, I don't have to tell you everything about my life that I just met you. You know what I'm saying? But I do feel like, you know, talking about work is a very, like, general question when you date people. So it's kind of hard to, like, figure out how to like navigate that and not be, and not like tell them all the way through what you do when you just could do it and get it out the way. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see how I, how I navigate shit from now on because it is what it is. My videos are out there. It's on Pornhub. It's on all types of sites. So I can't hide it anymore, but definitely, definitely know that there's people that are okay with it and, and it is what it is. So 
that's my advice for dating as as a sex worker or a girl with the OnlyFans or if you do porn or you're a stripper, whatever. Like, someone out there, it's, it's somebody out there for you. So don't feel like it's the end of the world or your life is ruined or you're like your love life is ruined because of your work. Like, it's not true. It's false. Some man out there or some woman out there is looking at you and looking at your page right now like, damn, the things I would do to have her or, have her or him in my life. And that's it. So, yes. The last question that I got was my man sub to an OnlyFans page. Should you be offended? Ooh. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this because now since the OnlyFans is popping, nine times out of ten, if you have a man, he is sub to somebody's OnlyFans page. So many men are sub to bitches' OnlyFans pages now. It's crazy. Like, who knows? He might have a secret identity Twitter showing his dick. Like, I swear, watch your man is very, very true. Um, I don't understand the getting offended part because, like, what are you getting offended over? I feel like this has to do a lot with, like, monogamy. And I guess if you view this as cheating, then I can see why you would be upset. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like because I work, I have OnlyFans. I do have a lot of men who will tell me, like, oh, I'm married or I have a girlfriend. We love watching your page or I love watching your page, whatever. And they always tell me, like, they're married or they have a, a girlfriend or something. I feel like people have to understand, like, it's a fantasy. It's not really, like, real life. Like, I'm not actually going to, like, fuck your husband or your boyfriend. Like, I'm not. Like, our commu- the communication between me and your man stops once the money stops. So once that money is, is, is done being sent to me on OnlyFans, then the conversation on OnlyFans ends. And I think that if you're going to be viewing these relationships, like viewing these like, like your man paying sex workers, you need to understand that. Like to us, it's literally just about the money. Like we're not actually, we don't want your man. We don't want, like we don't want to date him. We don't want to fuck him. We don't want anything to do with him. In reality, it's just about the money. So I feel like once you understand that it's a very transactional situation going on, that might make you feel a little bit better. It might not, but that's the reality of, of that really of that situation. And also like the, like view it as like we're giving a service. Like maybe there's a specific reason why your partner subbed to this girl's OnlyFans page. Is she offering like some type of fetish that maybe you're not okay with doing sexually and that's fine. I, you know, like you're not, you're not obligated to fulfill all of your man's fantasies all because he's your man. Maybe there are some things that you're not okay doing. Maybe it's some things that you, you know, you might find very triggering if you have a lot of sexual trauma. Maybe it's some really kinky shit that you're just like not comfortable doing. And maybe this OnlyFans content creator offers that for him. 
and I feel like that's an I feel like it's an important part of us of a healthy sexual relationship is to get your sexual needs met. And so if if you're not going to offer if you're not going to do these things, I don't see the the issue with your man, you know, going to find the things that he needs or even you. Maybe you might be the person who needs, you know, a certain type of fantasy field and your man can't deliver. You know, a lot of men don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like I know, like, one of my fantasies is, like, I don't know if y'all ever seen these pages of these men, like, these really, like, swole-ass men who just, like, give these really erotic-ass massages, like, really freaky-ass, it has never happened to me, right? But I fantasize about that a lot, about, like, some fine-ass, swole-ass, tall-ass man giving me a really erotic-ass massage and then just, like, fucking this shit out of me. Maybe that's, like, a tough fantasy that you have, and maybe your man, maybe your man ain't swole, and he ain't that cute, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just not, it's not happening. So you're going to sub to this OnlyFans page to see that, because that's what you want, and rub one out, or watch it with your man. Like, you know, I feel like, you just need to unpack that. Like, why does it make you offended? Why does it make you jealous? Jealousy is normal too, right? Like, jealousy is very normal as well. That's a normal emotion when you're when you're dealing with somebody, especially if you're in a, in a very monogamous relationship. Like, that's very normal. But like, why are you jealous? Why are you offended? Because at the end of the day, that's still your man. You know, like we don't want them. We don't want your man. We're just doing what we got paid to do. We don't want him or her or whoever. So, just thinking about that, you know, I feel like that would really, like, change your perspective a lot and not be mad if you found out your man was up to somebody's OnlyFans. I know, I, I remember my sister told me that, um, that, that that happened to her recently, like, with her coworker, and she was like, I don't understand why he would be sub to someone's OnlyFans when he has me. But it's like maybe you're not you're not fulfilling certain type of sexual fantasies or you might not be doing certain things that he wants and things like that. So it's like he's going to find it somewhere else. And in my opinion, like OnlyFans is a virtual. It's not even in real life. So what do you like what you really worried about? You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like he like fucking somebody else and cheating on you like it's literally only fans i don't i don't see the issue with it of course i am an only fans girl so i'm very biased when it comes to this situation but um that's just my opinion unpack why you feel some type of way and yeah um so we had the election happen this what was it tuesday the third right yeah tuesday And it was wild as hell, y'all. Like, I just want to say, I'm really surprised at the amount of, like, Instagram baddie bitches that are pro-Trump. Especially because a lot of them are, like, women of color. I'm really, really surprised. Like, I had to unfollow so many women that I'm, like, I used to, like damn near look up to like the the money that they make their hustle their ambition 
And then I see that they're pro-Trump, and I'm like, I, I can't, I couldn't believe it. Like, to me, like, you, if you're a Trump supporter, you're automatically like, I can't fuck with you in any way, shape, or form. I just can't. There's nothing, we don't agree on, on anything at this point. We don't agree on anything, and that man is a fucking Nazi to me. So it's like, what the fuck, you know? Joe Biden, fuck him too. I personally did not vote. I have not voted. When is the last time I voted? Uh, the last time I voted was in 2016 when it was the Democratic primaries. It was uh, Bernie and Hillary Clinton. And I voted for Bernie Sanders. I was a big Bernie Sanders supporter, like, super big. Like, I was giving this man, I was broke as hell giving this man all my money. Going, I went to all of his rallies when he came to Chicago. Um, so, y'all see my politics are very much, very socialist. I'm very, very much that way because I just... I feel like everybody who works should be able to have a home, should be able to eat, should be able to have access to transportation. Even if you don't work, I feel like you should have access to health care, to water, everything that is uh, that is needed for people to survive and to live a, 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 a life, I feel like should be a right, point blank, period. And I'm also very anti-imperialist. I don't believe in wars. I, all the wars that the U.S. is into or has gone into has been for our resources that are not ours. Bombing innocent civilians is not is not it. Like is not it. And so, I didn't vote this election because who like what am I voting for? Who who am I voting for? Because Joe Biden has done things that I don't agree with. The Obama presidency was a fucking mess. I didn't agree with it. So I'm not going to give him my vote. And I especially don't agree with Donald Trump. So I'm not going to give him my vote. So I did not vote for a president this year. And I feel very good about that. And I feel like people need to understand that not voting is also very valid. Period. Like, we are not, so, like, the fact that you feel like you have to vote between this binary of this fake good and this bad is, like, wild as fuck to me because we do have other options. And not voting is a very big political statement that you're not going to, that you're not going to be giving into a system that doesn't work for anybody because it doesn't. And there's no reforming this shit. We're past reforming. I feel like more people are realizing it, but we are past ref ref reformation of anything. This shit needs to go. Like, all of it needs to go. All of this shit is rooted in white supremacy. All of this shit is rooted in fucking capitalism. All of this shit is rooted in fucking patriarchy. It needs to, all of it needs to go. And you cannot have one without the other. Capitalism cannot function without white supremacy and patriarchy. Patriarchy cannot function without uh, uh, white supremacy and capitalism. White supremacy cannot function without patriarchy or capitalism. So if you are against white supremacy, if you are against patriarchy, if you are against capitalism, 
then you have to be against these other things too because all of these things intertwine together to work together to benefit one another. And I am against patriarchy, 1,000%. I'm against white supremacy, 1,000%. So that has to make me against capitalism. There is no reforming it. So I decided not to vote. Shout out all the non-voters. If you felt like you needed to vote for the lesser evil, like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to, like, make you feel like you're dumb or anything like that. But I will say, like, you're, like not that your vote didn't matter, but just think about what impact that really has. Like, what impact does your vote really have? Because at the end of the day, a vote for Joe Biden is still a vote for white supremacy. A vote for Joe Biden is still a, a vote for patriarchy. This man is a sexual assaulter. That was my biggest thing as well, was that as a survivor of, of sexual violence, I can't vote between a rapist or a rapist. Both of these men have allegations against them that is that is considered rape that is considered sexual assault with a lot of concrete evidence i cannot as a person who was against sexual violence against women be like well let me vote for this person who did exactly what i think is wrong a vote for either of these men is still a vote for these things a vote for joe biden is still a vote for imperialism so I can't vote against my best interests. And I feel like a lot of people need to also think about like what, what that vote actually means at the end of the day. You might feel good because you're voting against Trump, but are you actually voting against Trump if Joe Biden still holds the same low-key type of values that Trump holds? Just a, maybe a notch down? or he's good at hiding it, are you really voting against some, like some, like, because if you're voting against Donald Trump, you're voting against his values, right? But if Joe Biden has those same type of values, are you really voting against Donald Trump? It's just something to think about. And again, I'm not here to make nobody feel bad. I'm not here to make nobody feel like they're, they're dumb for voting or participating or whatever. You know, I feel like everyone goes to their own political awakening and they start seeing things like differently. I feel like this election, I don't know if it's going to make a lot of people awaken, you know, or not. And I don't, and I hate saying that, but, um, that's the best way to describe it. But I do feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a lot of people thinking because we did have very shitty candidates. And I feel like a lot of people felt that way. A lot of people felt like this was a very terrible, terrible election. And maybe people will start reading more and reading more books by, you know, um, left-leaning left women and, and men and revolutionaries and things like that. People that that knew what the fuck was up. So, anyways, I'm going to end it on, on this note. I hope you guys have a great, great weekend. I hope y'all stay safe. We still don't know who the fuck 
the president is going to be. So we'll see how this shit goes because who knows how these uh, little fucking uh, Trump supporters are going to feel because y'all know them peoples are wild. So be safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your family. Take care of your people around you. And yeah, have a great one.